The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to New Dimensions with your host, Rev. Nicholas Barrett. Our identities are not labels identifying who we are to others. Rather, they are found in God's riches, His likeness and character. We can discover our true selves and live the way He has intended for us to live. Now, here is Rev. Nicholas Barrett. Good morning, it's Nicholas Barrett. It is Wednesday the 4th, 8 a.m. PST Pacific Standard Time. We're going out live to every part of the world, whether you're near, far, and wide, you know, welcome. It's an honor to be doing this firstly for God, but an honor that you've made it part of your day. You know, your time's important to you, and it's also at the same time important to me, so I don't take it lightly. There are many other things I'm sure you could be doing, but what I'm believing is the journey we're going to be taking together over the next minutes will plant seeds that will fall on fertile soil that will result in a shift, a shift in an area of your life that you've been seeking a breakthrough. This could be a shift in any area you're looking. It could be that you're frustrated with a sudden change of job. You know, I'm standing alongside you. Whatever it is, God knows, you know where you want to shift. And I'm really believing with you that patience is your greatest asset or lack of it, your greatest enemy. You know, you can access this show, New Dimensions, anytime, of course, live, which is Wednesdays now at 8 o'clock Pacific Standard Time on the Voice American Network or anytime on iTunes under New Dimensions. Just search for New Dimensions. But before we get into this message, I have a story for you that I may have told it six months ago, but God's put it on my heart, you know, precisely for today. Sometimes a story is applicable and we can actually use that story at different times. And, and the title really of the story is, Things are not always as they appear. This is the story of a mouse that was born in a burrow. It was a regular burrow, the type you might see in any rural countryside. The young mouse was very content in the company of his family to relax in the inhabitant from dawn to dusk each day. He felt that he had all he needed and that his life was as good as it could get. As time went on, he would see things more clearly, wondering what was outside when the bright golden rays of sun would shine in the morning skies. As he got a little older, he became more inquisitive, and he began to wonder, was there more that he was not seeing? His curiosity grew to the point one morning that he decided nervously to climb out a little further than he usually would. With great caution, he peered over the edge and saw a field. He was astonished by the expansiveness of the immediate terrain. He then peered and went a little further and came to a hill. He stood there in amazement with really no words to describe what he had seen. He stepped a little more and came to the edge of a mountain, north to the south, to the east, to the west. He could only see endless rocks, endless giant rocks, peering right up into the sky. He thought his family, until that point, had had it all, but now began to see how limited his vision was for his life. He realized how much more life had in store for him to enjoy. 
Friends, God's dream is so much bigger for you, so much more rewarding than you can imagine. You haven't even touched the surface of what he has in store for you. Why don't you stretch your faith and dare to step out of the burrow? In other words, step out of our comfort zone. Let go of a limiting mindset, turn away from our smaller thinking, and like that mouse, go a little further than you're used to going. We need to break out to shift. We need to break out of the mind box and look out over the horizon, dream bigger, think bigger, to see bigger, and embrace the oceans of blessings that God has in store for you. And Isaiah tells us, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours and my thoughts more than yours. So what this really means is in our present conditioning, we will only get so much from our lives. We have to be uncomfortable and to think differently to predicate something else to happen. And I know things are as they are. Things are things. Things are the way they are, but they will not remain. The question really I ask you today is what are you not seeing? What are you avoiding? What societal conditioning is your mind living by? And I'll tell you this, and it's that what you believe is what you'll eventually become. You need to believe in the seed stage before that seed can grow into the manifest stage. Just like everything you see today was once unseen, yesterday was, today was unseen, so will all the things of today that are unseen become the new scene tomorrow. So it's about not judging the, the size of the harvest by the size of a seed. A seed has tremendous potential. Just like when our parents came together, you know, we were a seed and now we can be 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 80 years old. So the power is in that small. So let's get into the title. I hope that's broken everybody's mindset and now has challenged and stimulated us for more. Let's get into the title for, for this week's show. I'm, I'm really prayerful about this and really excited to bring it, it's called potentiality. What does this really mean, potentiality? Well, the definition really is a quality that can be developed to make someone or something better. It's a chance or a possibility that something will happen or exist in the future. Well, I've got news for you. As I say, it may be what it is, but it's not what it seems. It's not all good. It's not all good. Some things really are tough. Some things are bad, but your faith can handle that. It would not be given to you if you didn't have the equipment to handle it. Um, you know, you have the same potential. This is a level bowling field. You have the same potential as anyone else as you're created the same way in God's image and likeness, but for your unique plan and purpose for your own life. Where things often get skewed, it's in our state of ego, or I call it the I, which is our human condition. We tend to remove ourselves and have a, a very uh, I or I-driven or me-driven, and we then continue to compare ourselves because this type of mindset, we continue to compare ourselves and out of that perceive and make our judgments based on off others' achievements and social paradigms as to whether we're successful or not successful. The issue of this way of living is that we'll never feel successful, valuable, or significant while we compare and judge ourselves next to others, as there'll always be somebody that appears to have more. It doesn't matter what that more is. It could be more looks. It could be more height. It could be a, a bigger family, a larger car. The more is something that you would perceive as more. We'll find this false criteria elusive, as it'll be like swimming to a shoreline that keeps out distancing itself. No sooner that the shoreline's in your sight, that it will outdistance itself one, one more time. As we view the next person who's got 42 million hits on Facebook, Twitter, or the next latest and greatest acclaim. This comparison game 
is what many of us live our lives by. And this message really is for somebody. I'm speaking into humanity now. That's how I used to be. That's the way we are in our modern world of entitled, angry, apathetic, and unfulfilled people because all of this comparison makes us that way. It takes us into entitlement, I deserve that, anger, why don't I have that, apathetic, well, I'm not happy with what I've got, and we feel unfulfilled. Very simple, you will always feel unfulfilled. And you can't see the plan God has for you because of all the hype, all the worldly hype that goes on and their decisions of what is a standard and what's not a standard. So... It will not give you your purpose or the best of lives. The best life is in God. So you may ask, how do we get the best for our lives? Well, the source of all creation is pure consciousness, pure potentiality seeking expression from the unmanifest to become the manifest. As when you realize that your true self is one of pure potentiality, you align yourself with the God that manifests everything into nature. First, there was dark, so let there be light. So when you align yourself to the source, you align yourself to all of the potential and the purpose you are brought to this earth to fulfill. It's in God the maker. So like a computer, much like your MacBook or the computer you have, it needs to be connected to an outlet so it can function. You also need to be connected to your source to function to your full potential. Yes, you will still function, but when you're searching and looking to try and get something, it becomes tiresome, it becomes a burn of energy. It does not give you the best because you'll not be motivated that way. You'll be, you're draining yourself from plugging yourself into the wrong socket. The issue comes, this is affecting me, it's affecting all of us. That's why I'm really speaking from the heart here. The issue is that most of us are influenced from our childhood to the things that are desirable, undesirable, what success means, what it is, what it's not, and becomes our conditioning, the one we live our lives by. This puts us on a road to try and find meaning to life, which, if we're really real, has a lot to do with getting the approval of others. With this intent, we tend to put a good amount of effort on the outside things, the extrinsic things, the trying to add to ourselves for a perceived added value, more respect and more meaning. We get to the point of being tired and cynical as we continue to work harder and harder in the quest to find that precious piece of gold, in other words, the answer. We're all looking for the answer. The problem is that God put that answer inside of you, and you'll never find it on the outside. This is why many of us continue to walk in the valley and never reach the potential, or the I call this the promised land for our lives, which is the full potential. Let's look at the setup, the biblical setup. If we look at the setup, when the people walk from Exodus or Egypt to Canaan, which is the promised land, it took them 40 years because they were also trying in their human nature to try and find external solutions to their internal perceived lack or void. This is the universal condition of humanity. That's why wherever you are in the world, we're all on the same page here. We're all on a journey programmed by society to be trying to find a world solution to our problems, which will always be internal. They'll always be spiritual problems. So even in today's modern world, however, it would take only 10 days at most to reach Canaan from where they left. So why did they take 40 years to reach the promise, promised land? Why did it take so long? You know, a lot of times I find myself personally in a 40-year mode. A journey that could take me 10 days presses on and on and on, all because God just can't get me to listen up. He goes, hey, Nick, God called, pay attention. You missed the Canaan train station again. Oddly enough, God sounds a little like me when I do my backseat driving. I mean, do you ever find yourself there too? Do you ever find yourself missing the train station to the good things God has in store for you? 
If you do, no, it's not your feet that keep you away from the best, which is Canaan. It's our minds. We need really to get our minds right. That's the key. We need to change our minds. You know, God could have lost patience with the people, but that's not his style or character because he represents pure love. And in that, empathy, slow to anger, and has enduring patience. These are all characteristics of love, and we know that he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. That's really what we're aiming for. We're trying to break into being loving because we want to have, and yes, enduring patience, whether we're driving, whether we're talking to our wife or husbands, people at work, empathy to sympathize with them, and slow to anger. If we possess those characteristics, they are the higher place of creation. There is spirit creation. But when we move away from that, we see what the world is getting into, which is precisely the opposite. Angry, restless, impatient, no, no empathy or, or care for others. That's really, God knew all this before you and I were born. You know, he knows our human propensity, which is to resist direction, to resist advice and to try and do things our way. How many times could we tell our children to do something knowing that their outcome, if they continue to do it the way they're doing, will bring disaster? But how many times do they shun us and still do their own thing? It was the same with me with my father when I grew up. And I can save you a lot of time by telling you, you know, it doesn't work. Uh, when we try and do it our own way, we, we get stuck. It just simply doesn't work. So to learn, to save time, learn from other people's mistakes. It took me a long time to get to where I'm now. And then that's all through trying to do it my own way. And I decided one day, you know what, let me do it your way, which is the way I'm supposed to do it to get to the promised land. And that was the change. Huge, a huge sense of, of change and direction. So no matter how bad your sense of direction, God doesn't care what you are today, but who you can become. That's how it's a level playing field. We must forget about yesterday. He doesn't care about yesterday. He cares about tomorrow. He's a God of creation, a God of the second chance. So there's a promised land for all of us, a life of more purpose, meaning, peace, and joy. What are your thoughts really focused on today? Are you living the kind of life that gets you to the promised land in days or in years? Are you in the 40-year mode? If you've been struggling to get ahead for many years and you haven't seen much success or fruit, it could be in many, many areas of your life. Maybe you're just going about things the wrong way. Maybe you're in the 40-year mentality in that mode. There have been many times in my life that I felt distracted, heard my inner voice say, you can't make it, others are getting ahead. These are all lies that the enemy has tried to sell me as being my reality. But the scary thing is, many times they do appear to be our reality unless we can break into a different dimension and a different awareness and change our habitual patterns. You know, God has you right where he needs you to be, which is today. We're all where we need to be, which is at this very moment. But negative thinking really will determine our destination. So our current mindset very often determine our destination. If you often find yourself in a spiral of negative thinking and you think that God doesn't have a promised land for your life, it's because negative thoughts have become habitual. That's how they maintain themselves as negative thoughts. If they weren't habits, they would very rarely happen, but they happen on a regular basis with certain triggers. That's why some people are negative and some people are positive, are positive as it's a habit, a limbic automotive response. And what that means is automated emotional response, because what a lot of things do in our conscious, which is our procranial mind, is they get stored in our limbic automotive mind. So that is really like an overdrive that takes over. It's like an autopilot or a GPS for our mindset. It triggers everything's coming from that emotional limbic. So we look to outcomes of new days with the outlook formed from our past days. 
and their perceived disappointments, lack, and limitations, which are all formed from them. And Jeremiah tells us, Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, God says, plans for good, not for evil, to give you a life, a future, and a hope. Note that ninth word of the verse, you, and I, I spell that in big letters for you, you, for I know the plans I have for you. This is personal. It's personal for you now. They are good plans. We must put our trust in something. We either put it in trust in our continuous mindset that we've had, our habitual mindset, which will give us the same results, or faith of things that will be unseen now that will come as a seed now and will manifest. So the promised land has a unique meaning for each of us, a a unique meaning for me, a unique meaning for you or your husband or your wife or your children. It could be the renewing of a troubled marriage, the freedom of addictions of one of your children, being set free from the bondage of illness, or just an all-round freedom from the negative thinking in general and depression. You know, only God knows what that promised land is for you. In other words, the best place for you. But deep in your heart, I know that you want better, a better life, a better way of living. We never get to the full destination for the simple fact we're always a work in process. All of us are. That's how we were created. And in many ways, would we want to know the end of the movie before we went into the movie? It's exciting because if we put our trust like we do in the movie theater, that the seat will still be remaining at the end of it, we're standing on a rock. So if we put our trust in, in God, he has that promised land for your life. Whatever that means to you individually, it's already been set for you. He has your victory. And by faith, all you need to do is position yourself to claim that victory. This has been a great segment. It's been wonderful to present. This has been a real blessing for me. Have a great break, and I look forward to talking to you in the second segment. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to share success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Hear about personal growth, building a better business, inspirational life stories, and personal branding. You'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. 
Hello, welcome to the second segment. You're on the show with Nicholas Barrett, New Dimensions. We're really blessed to have Voice America as a platform because we're able to go all over the world and connect to um, people that would not normally be able to access these messages. They go worldwide and they have a great network and then it's on iTunes and then you can uh, access all these messages. I was told my sermons are long, but view it really like three segments, an appetizer, an entree and a dessert. You can revisit these on iTunes and each of them really are designed to inspire you, designed to sow seeds that will ultimately change you and give you a better quality of life. The show really is done for you. It's what God puts in my heart. It's done to improve your life. And it's a blessing really for me to do these. So we've been talking about potentiality. That's the title for the show. And in the second segment, we're going to talk about how do I connect to my potential and how do we train our mind? Because the mind is so so much integral with, with potential. How do we connect those two things together? So how do I connect my potential, you're probably asking. This is one of infinite possibilities as it's pure connectedness to your being. In other words, pure connectedness to God. It provides you with the resources of heaven in your horizontal realm. It's the perfect union of the horizontal and vertical planes in all their splendor and glory. It's a place of all possibilities as it connects you to all God predestined for your life. It's a celebration in itself as it connects all that we can manifest on the outside from the greater part of it that's on the inside. It's an exchange. What is inside of me can be birthed on the outside of me. Just like childbirth, what's on the inside is the miraculous seed, and that's birth. Everything is birthed on the outside. First of all, inside, out. So in connectedness, in other words, in a relationship with God, your potential is with your source. So that means you're free of external fluxes of the world. This can be the news media, who's winning the election. We have an election battle here in the United States. As our reference point has changed from looking at those which are always changing with a different quality to look at God, which is never changing. It's everlasting. So we're getting direction from a, a GPS that's exactly the same all the time. That's why we don't get confused and we don't vacillate and we're not duplicitous going from one thing to another that, that only creates confusion because of its lack of clarity. So it means to you and me that every decision we make, whether in, our, in challenge or in triumph, is just another step in revealing the masterpiece that God created in us to become. So it means you no longer falter between good and bad as you now walk in the surety of being in union with your creator. If he is for us, what can possibly stand against us? So how do we get our minds right? How, it, being it so integral as to potential as the mind, how do we get our heads right? How do we nurture stillness? How do we slow the mind down? Because my mind and your mind is constantly working. The mind's a verb. And in this, it's in a constant state of activity. It's analyzing, judging, perceiving, and creating all of this noise that drowns out most of what is great and present in the world already. The result is that it functions much like, much like a camera. It takes a shot or a snippet, and what we then see is a picture of what we've edited as our visual cognitive experience of what we then think we've seen. So what we see is based on our internal condition as it's through this that all our limitations are formed. So in order to see things afresh with an unprejudiced, pure heart, we need to ramp up our internal mechanism. As when we change the way we look at things, the things we also look at change. How do we tame our minds? They, they, they're going, in all honesty, they're going at about a thousand miles an hour. How do we tame that mind? How do we slow it down? It's like a stallion that's out of control. 
you know, this is our universal human condition. The mind is in a desperate state to feed itself. It wants to maintain itself with negative thoughts because that's the propensity. There are many reasons for this setup by world paradigms and molds, which I don't have time to cover in this episode. But to put it in a nutshell, it's in separation to God that all of these problems occur. So if you listen to news programming, you only need to listen for a few minutes to realize that they're speaking the gospel of dark. Negativity that most people live their lives by, that becomes their reality. That's where they're renewing. They're getting up in the morning and watching. They're going to bed and watching. So very simply, there can be no awareness because we're in a forest that's only going to give us dark. We're not going to be in a helicopter flying above our circumstance. So we need to raise our awareness to live a life by faith or we'll continue to live a life by fear. So we have a choice. We either live it in fear, which is where we're fueling now, worldly things, or we need to live by faith that greater is promised and our life is a surety, the start, the middle, and the end. So the question I ask you is, where are you refueling? And that really is a message for somebody. You may be focusing on some of the things I mentioned. And where are you refueling? And if you're not feeling great, very simply, it means you're focused on the wrong, or wrong refueling. It means you're going to the 87 octane pump and not the 91. Change it. Change it and maybe you'll get a surprise. Why, you know, do something different to get something different. So, you know, we really need to give God a chance above all this internal noise. You know, you've got 60,000 thoughts a day approximately. 90% of those are repeated and 85% are negative. So we need to pay close attention to this. It's in my mind, your mind, whoever is, is on the show. It's our human condition. So there are three things that vie for your attention and my attention that we really must be aware about. They're society, our inner voice, and God. So I'm going to go through these. Society, which means your friends, news and media, and the noise all around you, the cackle. This is the constant noise that we hear. It can be the car radio, friends that are giving us advice based off their opinion and interpretation, which is usually their limitations. That's our societal and friends advice are in a voice and this really is the most detrimental to your potential it follows you it's the biggest enemy it follows you like a shadow and to explain how dangerous this is dangerous from you getting to your potential or your promised land it has an advantage over you and me it knows my weaknesses and your weaknesses the things that hurt you the things that limit you the things that keep you stuck in the i'm not good enough i had a bad start i had a hard life one of my parents left me i was abused you can move to san diego hawaii or an ocean paradise and before not too long this voice will rear its wicked self to ruin your shangri-la because if we move from where we are you know, our hormones raise, we've got serotonin, we feel good. So we create this false land of gold, our Shangri-La. But lo and behold, we turn around and look at the wall and there's a shadow. Our inner voice will follow us. It knows how to seek and destroy you. And then the third one is God's voice, the one we very rarely hear. This is the voice of God that we need to hear above all the media, above all the friends, above all the doubts and all the fears. This is the voice that will be with you after the parent that abused you, the spouse that cheated on you, the addiction that almost took your life, the parents that died. It's the voice that's with me now. I lost my parents tragically. But this voice remains. So I'm glad I connected to it because it's the most powerful. It's keeping me on the GPS, which is the program to for the promised land. 
It will be the one that never leaves you because it's the same always, yesterday, today, and forevermore. This is critical to your potential. As all other voices are based off fluxes, they're based off changes. They change with the wind, and this will to you and throw you and get you depressed, get you tired, get you confused, and then you'll be back to square one again. So it's like air traffic control with the plane's destination and its radar. It knows where the end of the journey is, the purpose for that journey, and the approximate time of arrival, the approximate time that that plane will reach its destination. So you really need to catch hold of that. You need to slow the mind down to tap into the silence and stillness that's in all of us. It's in our state of being that we have this silence. We just never connect to it because of our format, our way of living, our default button. But when you slow it down, you can then begin to connect to your infinite possibility and be part of every ripple of every ocean, every bird that takes the skies, as you're then connected to the collective universe, the collective universal consciousness, if you like, at one with God. You're no longer limited to things that you have past the movie that's been playing in your mind as you're present in every moment you now stand in. You're in a horizontal line of eternity with every moment brand new, with infinite possibilities, potentiality, and joy, free from the mind jail that you've lived by, free like an eagle that can just fly. When you can truly break free of your conditioned mind, you can then connect to the potential that each day gives you. Each day is a gift to you by God, and what you do with that day becomes your gift back to him. And this message is for somebody. Each day is a gift to you. That's why they call it the present by God, because he, he's the giver of life. And what you do with that day becomes your gift back to him. So whoever was in the mundane Wednesday mentality, snap out of it, because it's in the, right now you can birth something. It could be doing good to somebody. It doesn't have to be flying a rocket ship. It could be just changing what you're doing, making an impact in your community or with your children or on the road. It could be so many, so many things. So let's look at tips to connect to your potential. We're probably all looking, how do we connect to this greater potential? What are the tips? We've, we've talked about the potential, how we, how we develop our mindset. We've talked about how we basically uh, skewed to follow a worldly pattern which takes us away from the potential because we're then trying to find from the outside something that's always birthed from the inside. It's inside out, we, 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 how we train our minds. So let's look at tips, tips on to connecting to our potential. Number one, I will get in touch with my potential by taking time each day to be silent and just be in being. That's the number one thing. You can practice this each morning when you leave your home by, and I often do this by taking 10 or 20 deep breaths, looking at the sky, the cloud formation, the birds in their form, their flight and their outlines, trees and the way that they move in a breeze. You can also do this in your very home by looking at objects. You can look at a coffee cup. You can look at a lamp fixture. You can look at a, a phone. You can look at a computer, a pair of shoes, a chair. Both these practices will serve to slow your mind down. You know, you'll notice that the space between things, the, the blur you normally have will, would have ceased. We normally just see a blur because the mind is just seeing outlines. You'll notice spaciousness from things that you see. And this will help give you presence to the very moment you're in. Most of us are not, are not present in this moment because of the mind's activity. But when you really notice a calm feeling and a sharp awareness that is wrapped around you all the time by doing these exercises, you really will, will notice a great change. I practice this a lot before I do my writing, before I do my speaking, whether it's churches, radios, wherever I do that. I practice that because it gives me the presence to the very moment. 
and they'll serve to slow your mind down. The blur, as I say, this blur that I was talking about will be replaced with a deep awareness and presence to this very moment. You'll move along as, with this practice. I mean, you can do it any morning or any evening or any time during the day that you feel your mind is running you by its constant thoughts and feelings. You can feel it. When you're reacting and bouncing off things, that's time to say, right, let me do one of these exercises. So I found them invaluable to connecting with the present moment, how to engage with people, how to really hear people and be an effective communicator, how to be empathetic, how to be more loving, just how to be more effective functional human being as opposed to someone on turbocharge. And ultimately, you know, be more aware of God. In order to be aware of God, we have to connect our mind to it. But if the mind is a thousand miles an hour, we'll be, you know, attention deficit disorder even with that. And that's why we have a society of uh, ADD because there's many reasons, but the reason is, you know, the, 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 the way of life, the conditioning, it gets us to be that way. We see our parents that way now and we become that way. It doesn't mean it's the best way because it, it's not your game plan for the 10-day uh, journey. It's your game plan for the 40-year journey. So practice that with you. Maybe listen to this segment again. Number two, I will practice non-judgment. You know, when I begin my day with that statement, today I shall not judge anything that happens. And throughout the day, I'll remind myself not to be judging it as good or bad, light or dark. When I make a conscious decision to do this and to be real, it will be only through persevering deliberate actions on our part because our human propensity is to constantly judge. When we make a decision not to judge, you'll be able to see things without the veil that you usually see them. It gives you access to see things to their full potential without the restrictions that your judgment normally brings upon them. So in order to see things differently, you need to have a shift to access that. Because very simply, if we're going into something with a judgment, our mind has been made up before the person has spoken, before we've listened to something, before we've tasted something, before we've been to the restaurant, we've already judged it. So go without judging. Just go that I've never been in this present moment. It's a new moment. It's a new experience, and it is what it is. Do not judge it. I don't judge night and dark. Someone asked me, do I prefer a hot day or a rainy day? You know what? They're both what they are. Things are what they are, but they're not what they seem. Number three, I will not fight with my circumstances as they are what they are, but will not remain. This is something I've just said this. Your potential is always going to be in front of you. But many of us are so focused on a rear view mirror that we cannot see what's going on without either getting into a tussle or into a resignation to our circumstances. And very simply, a lot of us are fighting circumstances. We're trying to change them. And I'll explain this a little later on. We're not getting with them, which is utilizing them. We're either fighting them or resigning to them. So you'll never get your full potential if you don't use them. And I'll tell you this from my own experience. You will never get your full potential if you don't use the circumstances to work for you. That's why God said all things work together for good. And that doesn't mean some. Even when my mother's head passed away in my arms after this tragic accident, I, I used it. I said, God, what am I to do with this? It's painful. Take it off me. Take this burden away from me. I've got to go through it. Using it to speak to people in areas of loss and grievance, being able to see a bird differently for all it is, being able to talk to you and really love you and appreciate you and just get more out of my day. So it actually, the 
out of the greatest afflictions become the greatest enlightenment. Very often, people that have been through a lot and have had scars are just vessels for light because they're trying to get people stuck. When we have perceivably everything, sometimes you can have a great family, great parents, great children, but we're like, oh, just another day, I'm tired of these children, I get bored. We get apathetic sometimes and don't see the blessing that's in front of us. The, the blessing, sometimes our mind will just skew it. So sometimes when you have been through the fire, through the valley, and you then into the promised land, you actually look back and there's a purpose for pain. So Romans 8.28 also tells us, this is going in the flow here, as we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. That's why he gave you the life, he gave you the plan and purpose, and all things are working for good. Whatever you're in now, it may be heartbreak, it may be a death, it may be an addiction, it may be despair, you can work it just like I said earlier, to see things a different way. You'll be used as a tool that you don't even know about. Greater things will come because your purpose will not be to get for you. It'll be to get to others, which will be just like the show, Universal. When I was focused on getting for me, I was limited. I thought I had it all. I couldn't see it all. I was tired or depressed. I was very, very limited. So your greatest setbacks are a setup to your next level. I can really speak in from the heart from this. It's in the testing that we can pass to the new dimension. So when we change our perception of our circumstances, we'll then not be rocked by them or stuck by them for year upon year, but in the purpose that will birth greater things out of your circumstances. Just really think about this. Think about things that have happened in your life. How long have you struggled in them? Had sleepless nights, been stressed out, maybe angry, helpless, maybe depressed. You know, for every minute you spent in those conditions... It's taken a minute away from your potential. You only have so much in your life. The end of the lease has already pre been predetermined, but if you take time just to spin in a circle, you'll never use the car to go on the journey it was intended. View it like a bank account as withdrawals and deposits. What am I de taking out of my time or depositing in my time? Are you depositing or withdrawing today? That's the question I ask you. You know, the real liberating revelation is that you have a choice you really have a choice. Tests are set for you to pass. They won't be tests if they weren't set for you to pass. Very simply, you have to pass them, and they're set for you to pass. And 1 Peter 7 tells us, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. It's being tested as fire, tests and purifies gold, though your faith is more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and to the honor of the day the Lord is revealed to the whole world. So what this really means is your trials are tests that will make you better. It's a tool, just like gold is, is tested through fire to perfect the color and to perfect the form. Your form will be, you know, will be protected. It'll be made greater and, and more than you can ever believe. So circumstances really are inevitable, but our growth from them is not. I mean, there's two things we can become. We can either become better people or bitter people. A lot of us become bitter. We're about to take a break. Look forward to seeing you in the third segment. We're going to talk more about the purpose of our calling, and we're going to do some takeouts for the show, what we can really take with us. It's been great. Have a great break.
Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own Mighty Gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you happy in your life or are you just settling? It's time to speak out, take control of your existence, and let your life speak. Bart Queen is the host of A Hero's Journey. His personal goal is to help you find your voice, use that voice, and live the life that you deserve to live. Do more, be more, and give more. Tune in to A Hero's Journey on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. You owe it to yourself to tune in and make your voice count. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guests today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Welcome back. We're starting the third segment, which is the dessert segment. <laughs> the end segment, but the beginning, really, because that's when the seeds are sown, and then it's what we do with that that will bring the fruit. So we were talking about circumstances in this past segment. I just finished off about circumstances and how really life will always have them. Circumstances are inevitable, but our growth from them isn't. So it's really how you see those circumstances will determine really your journey. Are you going to the promised land in a 10-year and 10-day mode, or are you in a 40-year mode? So to continuing to look at this, in this segment, we're going to talk about purpose and calling and takeouts from the show. So detachments, detachments really from outcomes. This does not mean denial, but it means things are what they are, so it's not all good. But in faith, it works for good. So this means that the future will always be unseen, but it's the promise of things to come that are promised that will be revealed as good. I can't see it, but I'm working on God's promise, not on channel news media. I'm working on the promise that you have my flight path, you have my air traffic control, and you have my destination worked out. So that's faith. Faith is in the next second. Your testimony is what you've passed to this very moment, whether you're standing or sitting, and your faith is taking you beyond. Beyond is unseen. When, when you go to the next second from now, we've just passed infinity. We're in infinity now. Boom, 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 as we're talking. So detach yourself from the way things, not denying the way they are, but really feeling or getting the build your faith up that they will work out. They will manifest for the good. Number five, we're continuing on these points. Make life not about getting, but what can I give back? And this is really a huge change for our societal way of thinking. You know, everyone has a purpose in their life, a unique gift or special talent to give. 
and, and to give to others. And when we blend this unique talent with service to others, we experience the fulfillment of our own spirit because we are spiritual, which is the ultimate purpose of all purposes. And they always say someone who's made their life about helping others, whether it's Mother Teresa, whether it's people working with animals, people working with abused children or war victims. When someone's life is about a greater purpose than themselves, that is where, where they're fulfilled because they're born in a society with 7 billion people, they're born in community by God. They're born for relationship. God chose firstly to have a relationship with us, and then we choose to have one with him. So everything is relational. You chose your wife or husband or your girlfriend and boyfriend for relationship. And when we realize that it's not to get something from them, it's to actually impart upon them and grow with them. It's like a basketball team. It's not designed, get, give me the ball, give me the ball. It's designed to function in unity and to build others up. When we change that shift from getting to giving, that's life-changing. So what I really want you to focus on is asking yourself, how can I serve humanity? And ask yourself another question. What are your unique talents? So how can I serve humanity? And what are my unique talents? You know, what's in it for me? You know, talk about sacrifice for purpose. We sometimes need to sacrifice for our purpose, sometimes putting ourselves second. So we're conditioned by society to do everything to get. It's, a, it's also innate in our nature of the ego and I that we discussed, that we do everything for immediate gratification of self. What's in it for me is the internal dialogue of separation to God, but asking how can I help is the internal dialogue of the spirit. That's why you're more joyous when it's really about helping and giving. And when we buy something from Gucci and Tiffany, there's that joy of the getting. But you wake up the morning after and it's just another bag in another bag, gathering dust. And the joy is gone. The joy has to be constantly renewed. It's not renewable. The purpose of helping others, it's renewable. It doesn't need to be renewed. It's a shift of, of perspective. So... It's with aligning yourself to God that you can then achieve something more or bigger than yourself. You need to attach yourself, just like, as I say, a team. They attach themselves to a group, something bigger, something bigger than ourselves. So let's look at purpose and calling. God has a purpose and a reason for bringing each one of us into being. There would not be a breath in your body unless there was a purpose. Very simply, if there was no purpose, there'd be, you wouldn't be breathing. You'd be gone. So... I view much life much like a, an onion as the deeper you become as a person, you gather knowledge and then put that knowledge into function, which then becomes your wisdom. The deeper becomes your calling. Very simply, the more we know and the more wisdom we have, the more we find out about God, the more we find out about ourselves. So our purpose grows exponentially. Our purpose grows. And really, this is God's way of preparing us for challenges that will come to us. And the varying strengths and responsibilities that will be called upon you to navigate through each season. So when God raises the bar and we rise to it, that's his way of getting us ready. It's getting us to the next level. And that will always require becoming uncomfortable. Purpose really requires pain. Look at the, um, the crucifixion and the resurrection. That required pain. Excruciate, the Greek word excruciating. All of these things. Childbirth, too, requires, I've never had a child, but I know from talking to many, many women, requires a lot of pain. But the purpose is, the purpose is there. They have a tremendous amount of purpose. We must really not look forward to pain, but must realize something is going to come out of that. So it's what was first thought of uncomfortable that becomes the next comfortable, and that's how you get to your next stage. It's firstly uncomfortable, then becomes your new norm, 
which is your comfortable. So this can be in the area of career and business. God will sometimes give us opportunities. It may appear mundane at first or disappointing initially with the result, you know, you can get down, you can get disheartened. But if you change the way you look at them by instead seeing it as all as preparation for your true calling, you navigate through life without resistance. You can be open and ready for your true calling. Everything is a step. We need to raise our patience, of course, to know that this is not where we'll remain. So to get to the next level, you need to scatter seed, as out of that will grow the blessing that's waiting upon you. As I say, don't judge the size of a crop by the size of a seed. A grenade is very small, but that grenade is also very mighty. So we need to look expectantly, um, expectantly that you'll get food in due season. In other words, everything has a season and a timing for your life. Look expectantly because things can come all of a sudden. Circumstances can change. It can be a tragic circumstance, or it can be a circumstance that changes your life, changes your direction. It could be a new promotion, could be a new birth, it could be a new opportunity. So opportunities can come very suddenly, whether they're opportunities that will challenge and struggle, which is preparation. I don't view as opportunities being good or bad. What I look at it is, if a challenge comes in my life, what can I get from this that's going to take me to the next level? And if a blessing comes, I'm very grateful because it's a new opportunity to be more purposeful with the purpose that I've attached myself to. So we're all here by a divine purpose and calling, a mission, if you like. It will be revealed not in your ability, but instead of our availability to hear, our availability to hear from God. Because really when we surrender to his plan for us, it's not him for ours. It's really us for him. It's, it's connecting to that change of mindset. We talk about living a blessed life. Many people are aiming for more. You know, they strive for more success. Success in the world's way is different, really, than the way we're, we're to think, to become fully rewarded, fully empowered. Success, you know, transcends money, prominence, and position. What people really are seeking, I believe, is more than just success. It's a desire. It's something deeper and more meaningful. It's in our spirit self. Even though many people who speak of such a life, they don't know exactly what they're earning for. And I really honestly from the heart believe it will be a calling that God has given you that will be with him at the center of your life that will accomplish your true purpose and, and really the contentment that he can place in you. You know, famous people were polled by a magazine which asked them the question, if I could be granted one wish to come true right now, what would that wish be? There were some interesting responses, but one response impressed the editors so much that they redid the survey. That response was, I wish that I could be given an even greater ability to appreciate all I already have. You know, to give thanks sounds simple, doesn't it? But too often we take things for granted, especially the small and everyday things that are part of God's bountiful blessing. It's the ungrateful ego-driven side of us is no more, more evident than in our path in our human nature. It's when we drift away and from God's thoughts and actions and create an ideal environment for our ungrateful attitude. But really, when we turn, when we turn to spirit and prayer, it draws us closer in relationship to God. It's indeed only prayer is our only source of communication. So I believe that by God's grace, he has each individual where he wants you at the moment, but it's in your, in your attitude that ultimately will reveal what he can do for you. It's really a formula that can train both our minds and our hearts to run a good race and stay on track. It's a formula. Staying on track doesn't mean losing, but it does mean getting the best for your life. 
don't you want the, the life to be the best it can be? So the challenge, and we need to overcome it, will always be this challenge, is we're visual, meaning we're programmed to see things. So we need to trust God that we have to trust the invisible God to move the visible us. So we're going to focus some, on some takeouts now for the show. We've talked all about purpose, how to connect to purpose, and how we get skewed. Let's talk about takeouts. And I would say the most important thing is focus on your passion. The best version of you will always be revealed when you decide to use your potential to make the world a better place. That goes for everybody. Do the things that are on your heart, the things you wake up thinking about, because those most likely will be your ultimate calling and purpose for your life. Focus on today. Staying present will give you clarity. It'll make you more effective because really yesterday's history, tomorrow is a mystery. But when you focus on what went wrong yesterday or what might happen tomorrow, it really does cloud your vision of today. So it limits the significance and the potential that will always be in the present. That's why today is referred as the present, because it's a gift. Focus also on your results. You know, it's easy to become, I do this sometimes, to become tired and frustrated when the work is hard and the journey appears long. If you start feeling discouraged or tired, ask the following questions to yourself. What am I working toward? Why am I trying to achieve that goal? And why does it matter? But, you know, remind yourself of your purpose. It will keep you focused and focused on the big picture. Your drive to succeed will triumph over your adversity. And just some add-ons with the show. Number one, slip into the exercises for slowing your mind down. This is critical. I'm going to recap them. As I discussed earlier in the show, it will add significance and power to the very moment that you're in as what you're doing right now is the most important thing you can do. Who you're with at the moment is the most important. What you're working on is the most important. And it will always be the most significant, as all you ever have really is snippets of now. Eternity is a straight line of nows, and it's only that our activity changes around those nows. Number two, establish a state of connectedness to God. Pledge your intentions and desires to him by prayer. This is the only way we can communicate our desires and needs to him. Number three, remain aware of what God says about you, as this will keep you connected to your true self and your true potential. I am created in a spirit. I am more than a conqueror. I am a masterpiece. This is just two things. I am loved. It reinforces who you are in spirit. Number four, relinquish attachments to outcomes as this will affect your outlook, which is critical to your outcome. When I'm not outcome-focused, I'm living on an agenda of perception and, and not aligned to my potential. I want God's potential for you, so focus on outlooks, not potentials. Let God handle the details. You can't see the unseen, which is everything in your life, as I say, from this second forward, but you can put your trust either in fear or God. Make that choice. The choice will be yours to make ultimately, and, but it will ultimately determine the quality of your life and its course. I, this show's been great, been great spending this time in eternity with you. I want the best for your life as I love you, but remember God loves you way more. Have a wonderful week and thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak into your life. Most of all, a big shout out to God for changing my heart, giving me the wisdom and the desire to go on. Have a great week. I look forward to talking to you next week. God bless. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of New Dimensions. Please join Reverend Nicholas Barrett again next Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a blessed week.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.